Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mo Money Podcast. I am your host, Nick Henderson. I am a credit coach and also the CEO and founder of Mo Money Solutions, real solutions for real people. This is a financial podcast with an emphasis on credit that's dedicated to but not limited to my beautiful black and brown kings and queens. If you would like more information on our credit services, visit our website at momoneysolutions.com or check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Mo Money Solutions. Also, make sure you guys rate, comment, and share this podcast if you like what you hear. I love you for listening, and now let's get into today's show. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mo Money Podcast. I am your host, Nick. Hope you guys are doing well. Had a great weekend. Um, Today's date is Monday, March 15th, 2021. Um, Hope you guys are feeling nice and stimulated. (laughs) You know, thanks to good old Joe Biden. We did it, Joe. Uh, many of you got your sta- uh, your stimulus check this weekend, or deposit rather. Um, so you know, I know a lot of people are happy about that. I know here in Indianapolis, the traffic was was heavy, and uh, you know, malls and grocery stores and all that were packed. So I knew what time it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope you guys had a good weekend. Um, I had a bit of a hectic weekend. I'm I have so many things going on. I'm this is truly um, what people mean by like burning, uh, what is it? You're burning the candle at both ends or whatever. That's kind of how this past week has been for me. Just still dealing with deliveries for the move. And I also do some party promoting on the side. So um, I had a really crazy situation with um, a promote, not a promoter, with the manager of a venue. And we had to cancel a party and scramble to um create a new one and it's just it was just so much it's just so much but anyway i'm i'm still here and uh <laughs> you know so of course i'm excited we're you know continuing our kind of credit makeover um series so this will be part two um so which is getting into round two of your disputes so if you have not listened to the first one i suggest you go back and start with that just so that way everything will make sense uh because i'll try to keep it as brief as i can um i don't want to do a lot of repeat uh repetitive kind of things so um you know i'll briefly go over kind of the steps that we did in the beginning but i don't want to spend a lot of time with previous stuff you can just go back to the episode um but before we get into all of that um i kind of wanted to talk about the stimulus check for just a second um you know most of you got fourteen hundred dollars and i wanted to kind of give a little bit of advice i guess on maybe what to do with the fourteen hundred um one of the things that i always say i think everyone should do no matter what type of money you get no matter how big or small or what bills you have going or anything like that i think you should always pay yourself first um and the reason i say that i know some people probably don't agree with that but the reason i say that is because um if you don't pay yourself first you'll always kind of 
be in that kind of negative mode and in a funk and broke and and or pinching off of money that you shouldn't be and just not getting things taken care of so i feel like when you get yourself out of the way first you honor yourself pay yourself and then you move on from that i don't care how big it is i don't care if someone gave you five dollars you know i think you should at least spend a dollar on yourself (laughs) so that's just how i feel um i don't care if you have ten dollars in bills um i i just feel like that's just um a way to keep you sane so what i always suggest with the fourteen hundred dollars you know and it's different for everybody everybody's in a kind of a you know different situation but i just think off back you should pay yourself ten percent um just ten percent i think that 140 dollars out of that 1400 should solely be for you whatever you want to do with it um and i think from there you should um be paying bills um i suggest depending on what kind of situation you're in if you are someone that is employed um i say you know you can go ahead and and pay some things off if you want um but for sure if you're not employed i suggest making sure you just pay the minimum due for everything so if you have credit cards just pay the minimum balance and make sure it's on time if you you know whatever that your utilities if you you know a lot of people let it um kind of roll over so you kind of have a past due um with your current or whatever and you have to pay your past due to keep your services on whether that's lights or cable or whatever that is um i think you should do that as well um yeah so just make sure you you know do some bill payments if anywhere from the minimum payment or more and then for the last part of it i think you should save it of course i think you should save as much as you can um you know if you're kind of caught up in your bills you know save it all there's nothing wrong with you know paying yourself and then throwing the rest in the bank um if you are somebody who is unemployed of course you really need to hold on to as much as you can because you don't know what you know what the future holds you may be still looking for a job you may be collecting unemployment um but you know you still need to kind of um be aware of your situation and i say if you're somebody who you just truly don't really need it like you're somebody that um you know you're working you're making good money you're caught up in your bills and you kind of like yeah i'm gonna just blow this you know money go to the mall or do whatever and you know i i'm not knocking that um i say that you should at least make sure you have some savings you know you want to get as close as you can to having a year's worth of expenses saved um and if you're kind of good in that book, you know, I always say, um, you know, help somebody else out. I know you know somebody that can use some money. You know, I'm not saying forward your whole check over to somebody, but, you know, um, although that wouldn't be a bad thing. But I'm just saying, you know, help some people out. If you know somebody that, you know, could use an extra $100 or for groceries or, you know, you have a relative or something that you can, you know, pay a utility bill or something like that. Um, it will keep you blessed and you know and you'll feel really good about it too so that's my little spiel about the stimulus check but um yeah uh other than that let's just go ahead and get into uh the nitty-gritty let's get into the round two of of the disputes and you know get into our credit makeover process part two okay little kittens let's uh let's get into this part two 
So um, just to briefly go over last week, last week what we did was I, you know, showed you how you should um, pull your credit report, highlight all your negative information, whether that is um, collections, charge offs or late payments um, or just inaccurate information. And then also um, I showed you how to form a letter to send to change your personal information. Um, but before you do that, um, to freeze your, um, third party credit bureaus. So again, just kind of refer back to the first video of that. So after you froze your reports to your third parties, like LexisNexis, CoreLogic, SageStream, um, then you sent your first letter that, um, stated what personal information needed to be on your credit report. Um, that's one name, one address, one birthday, one employer, if it's listed, that sort of thing. After you have gotten some sort of response with that, then you move on to your first round of disputes, which is just verifying all your negative accounts. So you just put a, um, form a letter with all your negative accounts, asking them to be verified or deleted. So that's in a nutshell, that was round one. So now that we're in round two, uh, I'm going to give you the within 30 to 45 days. If you have credit monitoring services like Credit Karma, my FICO, whatever you use. Uh, I know some of you have uh, credit monitoring through your credit card too. Um, you'll probably get the those notifications first before the actual paperwork comes to you in the mail if something was removed. Um, so, but you'll get the letters back and they will show you the investigation results. And it'll tell you, it'll list every account and it'll tell you what it was before and what it looks like after. Um, two different things typically happen. You get um, your results back and it'll have accounts that have been deleted, accounts that they say that are verified, and accounts that have been updated. So accounts that have been deleted, obviously they're just deleted. So they're gone forever. They cannot come back. If you ever see them come back, which we'll get into um basically when they're saying it's verified all they did was match up some information um and i talked about that in the first uh in part one the you know usually them saying verify is not the end of the road uh we'll go into that in a second the third option that you'll probably get is counts that, accounts that have been updated um and what you'll see is like the difference may be just like 
the date of last activity or maybe the balance was a little wrong. So they updated the balance or the date that you opened your account or something like that. Somehow when they did, they went updated. When your account is updated, I will say they actually did a little work um, and and got it. Obviously, because they didn't just pull that information out of any out of nowhere. Um, so when you have an updated account, typically they actually did do some work. Um, so for the accounts that have been deleted, of course, congratulations, <laughs> you, they're done. Hopefully, you can get them all deleted. That is not uncommon at all. So, um, but it's also very. Um, but I just think it's always cool to, you know, just kind of cover your bases. If you get an accounts back that said they're verified, you now need to make a letter again to the credit bureau saying, please provide your method of verification for the following accounts, you know, put in there, you know, failure to do so within 30 days, 30, 45 days, then remove these accounts you know something you get what i'm trying to say um so the reason so method of verification is very important because um and i know a lot of people get this wrong the credit bureaus are not required to provide you with um signed contracts and um kind of tangible proof of the account I know a lot of people think that they are, but that's not true. They're just obligated to tell you their method of verification. And so that would mean they would need to tell you like who they called, who they spoke to, how they did, you know, that kind of thing. Um, that's a method of verification. So you send that off to them, to, you know, whichever bureaus, the out of, you know, TransUnion, Equifax. does mean that they have to provide you with tangible proof of that account being yours um that could be um like i said a signed contract um a lot of them will try to send you like um billing statements which is not necessarily validation but anyway um so things like that you want to send your so for example you have a collection Validation letters, I always say send validation letters certified. If you're sending anything to the actual creditor, 
like the collection agency or the actual, you know, if it hasn't went to collections yet, it's still a charge off and you have it with the original company. You want to send the validation letter certified because you want to have that proof of when they received it. So that way you can catch them in that 30 day loophole Um, because some companies will not respond to you at all. And then some will. I had a collection agency personally for my my report that certified and I got it and they responded back to validate it within the 30 days so it, it kind of lights the fire with them because they know they don't want to get caught up so um those are the two things that you do with verified accounts you like i said you send the uh, method of verification letter to the three bureaus and then you send the validation letter to the uh, original creditors or collection agencies and send it certified now accounts that have been updated this is where what i call factual based disputes come in you want to for accounts that have been updated they are saying to you that okay this information is completely 100 percent accurate and you know it's been updated what you want to do is you want to compare that account to the other bureau so let's say you get you send these letters off transunion sends you a letter and saying we've updated this account for abc collection you want to look at Experian and Equifax after you've gotten something back from them as well and compare notes. Everything needs to match up. Date that the account opened, account closed, the day it was, went into collections, the uh, date of last activity, um, the payment history. Like if you have one late payment on uh, in March, on Experian, but then there isn't one for the other bureaus or whatever. That's not accurate. That's not, it doesn't, it's not accurate all the way across the board. So then what you need to do is then you send letters to the credit bureaus. Um, the time per account. So what I mean by that is this. You have a collection with ABC Collection Company. Um, you notice five different things that's wrong, that's inaccurate across the board. The balance doesn't match up with all three, the date of last activity, the date the account was open, so on and so forth. You're going to choose one of those options and put it in the letter and say, um, you're disputing this account due to this information not being accurate and you choose one issue. The reason you choose one issue, you don't want to, um, basically it's like shooting. You want to shoot all your bullets at once. You want to, you want to save them because if they come back and just update it, you have something else to send again to say, okay, well now this is wrong and now this is wrong and now this is wrong. Now, sometimes you don't have to do that. They are, it will be deleted, um, after the first time or they'll keep updating whatever you send you never send them the correct information either by the way so 
if your date of birth is wrong or um, let's say the balance is wrong. Let's say on all three bureaus, you have Capital One. On TransUnion, it's $50. On Experian, it's $55. And on Equifax, it's $57. Well, you don't know which one is right either, anyway. So you just write into all three bureaus and say, the balance is incorrect. Please, um, you know, investigate or correct and or delete. Now, sometimes you have a situation where the balance matches up with two bureaus and it's different from un- from the third. That's great because somebody's lying. You can't, you know what I'm saying? So you can't, um, it has to be the same all across the board. So that's when you send the same letter and, and, you know, you just get results like that. So it's kind of an ongoing process. Hopefully you can, you don't have to do it once, maybe twice. Um, but that's what a factual based dispute is. You know, you're not at any time writing into these bureaus saying this account is not mine. You just want everything to be verified and accurate. And by law, it has to be. So that's what you're doing when it comes to that. So just a little recap. When you get your your responses back from your first round of disputes, you're either going to get deletions, verified, or updated. If they're deleted, congratulations, God bless. If they're verified, send in a method of verification letter to the three bureaus and then send a validation letter to the um, original creditor. And if it's updated, then you look and see what is inaccurate across the three bureaus with that particular account that was updated. And that is, in a nutshell, that is round two. So, um, and then you just wait and see what you give back. You, like I said, you can, you'll get the same kind of results back. You'll either get deletions or updates after round two. Um... Like I said, keep track of your 30 to 45 day time window for your validation letters. If they don't get back with you, you immediately report that to the CFPB. Um, And that's when you'll have your proof of the uh, certified receipt that they give you um, and the tracking number and all of that. So that way you can prove that they did receive it and that they violated the 30 to 45, the 30 day, um, you know, time period that will get an automatic deletion for you um with the method of verification letters those get a little sticky sometimes because sometimes the bureaus will ignore you um so you have to kind of stay on top of them with that at no time do you call and no time do you do it online you still keep everything in writing you can also report to the cfpb after 45 days for the three bureaus if you haven't gotten any response um and you should get some results from there so um that is really the uh gist of round two and i'm gonna keep it there and next week we will get into kind of what happens after round two i don't want to like just overload you guys with a lot of information so that is round two so um we are going to get into um, you guys' questions, and I have a, a question that I'm going to address. So uh, let's get into that. Okay, so um, I get a question uh, from quite a few of you um, that I wanted to address. So 
you guys asked me um, for the items that get deleted off of your credit report, are you still obligated to pay those debts? Um, the question, I mean, the answer is technically yes. Um, if you are within that, you know, the statute of limitation uh, in your state, they can still come after you for the debt. Um, however, they don't. So <laughs> I just let sleeping dogs lie. And that's what most people do. Um, it, I mean, because here's the thing. If it's off your credit report, I just feel like it doesn't really matter anymore. Like it, you know, it, it's not affecting you. Um, you might still be getting calls from the uh, collection agencies and things like that. But, you know, just don't talk to them. And, you know, after the statute of limitations passed, then they can no longer come after you for that debt. Um, one downside that they can do, and it has been done um, to me during my credit repair <laughs> journey, is that be careful certain times um, if you do dispute and the account does get deleted, they sometimes will sell it to another collection agency and then they will report it. So let's say you had a Capital One card that went into collections with uh, Portfolio Recovery. It's a popular collection agency. And let's say you disputed it and you got to delete it. It's not uncommon for, let's say, six months or more later that now ABC Collection has that same Capital One account and it's now in your credit report. It does happen sometimes. Not a lot, but it, it does happen. And honestly, you would just go through the process of of disputing that as well. And t to be honest, you'll get that one probably right off because they don't have any information. It's went through too many hands. They don't have the information a lot of the times to validate it. So that's always... Um, a good route to go but yes yeah, so are technically obligated um but um but i wouldn't pay them now if you want to at some point go ahead and pay them you know because they can't put it back on your on your report um as the same company so you know it's just up to you how you feeling so um but that's all i have for today uh, like I said, I want to kind of keep it as brief as possible. Plus, I just I have too much going on. I'm tired. I got to cook. I'm hungry. Like, it's just too much going on. So, um, yeah. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And make sure you guys um, rate me in the, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give me my five stars and shoot me a comment. And, um, you know, and really start sharing the podcast. Like, some of you... Um, I would really appreciate it, you guys. I post on Facebook and um, uh, Instagram and things like that. If you guys can share my posts and stuff, that would be great. So that way more people can, you know, continue to listen and all that good stuff. So, again, I uh, thank you for those who have been riding from, with me since the beginning. Um, I love you for listening. And until next time.